0: My name is Bronwyn Duffield. I'm the head librarian at Wellington College Hangzhou, um, and I did a presentation at EdFest today um, called Giving Children uh, a Roadmap to the Information Age. So the idea being that, you know, s- students nowadays, they have such a wealth of information that comes at them um, that it can be incredibly difficult to navigate, uh, and-, and what's more, it's not only finding the right information, but also making sure it's reliable from a reputable source and it's being used ethically, sourced ethically, as far as data uh, and information goes. And also, so the, the premise really is that we have to teach these skills. Generally, that's through an information literacy curriculum. Sometimes it's media literacy or digital literacy, but they often overlap quite a bit. And to be able to teach students these skills, ideally it needs to be connected with what they're learning rather than a standalone lecture on a particular skill. And to be able to integrate that not just in, in one subject, say uh, social studies, but you know, through science, through math, through English, so that it becomes so ingrained in what they do and how they approach information that by the time they start university, they're, they're ready for the high level expectations that they'll find there. That as the information age, the information world, as it were, continues to develop. If you think about the fact that YouTube is only 10, 11 years old now. So, you know, the world is changing quickly. We don't know what it's going to be like in 10 years. But if the last 10 years are any indication, it's going to become more and more complex for our students and for ourselves. And so we have to upskill them to be ready for that. And those skills themselves will need to change.
1: Yeah, I mean, when I was at school, for example, when you got your information, it was from books. (laughs) You you didn't have the luxury of of the internet and and all this kind of stuff in the early days.
0: Exactly, and and books are still useful. There's a common concept in librarianship called weeding, as in, you know, when you weed your garden, in a library we weed our books. So when they become out of date, irrelevant, you know, there's a, a newer version of them you update. Physical books are still very important. And it's important that students learn how to use them because they will be using them a lot. But obviously, there's, now we have all the digital elements thrown in. It just becomes a, a bit of a, a mess unless they're taught how to do things properly.
1: I was going to ask how frequent actual physical book use is now in oh, terms yeah. of research. I mean, oh, yeah. not so much for reading a story because it's nice to have a book and read a story and take that away, yeah. isn't it? But in terms of research, when you have the internet now,
0: No, it is. The physical books are still relevant, especially for our younger students, because it is a little bit more straightforward with what we're looking at. If they are researching the Egyptians, we can give them books on Egyptians, but we can also give them some carefully curated digital sources as well, such as Britannica, such as EBSCO. What you'll find as students get older when they're doing their A-levels, for example, they might be looking more at the databases where they're looking at academic papers. And they'll do that more and more at university. But the physical books are still important, especially, you know, there are some either primary sources or secondary sources that maybe are not digitized and can't be easily uh, found online. They need to know how to use those as well.
1: I think the internet, my concern about research certainly applies to my job as well. Mm. If I'm going to say something on the air, I need to make sure that what I'm saying is as close to the fact as I can possibly know that it is. I think the problem with the internet is, unfortunately, there are a lot of sources that maybe aren't mm-hmm. particularly reliable. And actually, I probably feel more comfortable going and asking a library, oh, what kind of books based around this? And it seems to me that they're a bit more trustworthy for some reason, if it's actual book form, if that makes any yeah. really sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that that's, I, th- I think our generation was, um, I'm making you sound old here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think our generation was you know, taught that the, the internet was coming around in our teens. You know, we were essentially... Taught the books more reliable. Now, the thing is, books are always published by people with privilege to publish, and so they still need to be looked at critically. Now, if a you know, if a publishing company is reputable and it's deliberately publishing a series of nonfiction books for children, so for example, DK do an excellent range. They go through an editorial process where yes, they are reliable sources, but. There's a lot out there that might not be anymore in the printed word as a reliable source. And certainly now we're in, a, in an age, just like we are with the internet, we're in an age where you can self-publish very, very easily. And again, people with the access to these systems where they can self-publish are in the privileged position where they can share that information, whereas maybe we're missing some voices who don't have that privilege as well. So. You know, when you're looking at physical resources, as well as digital resources, the, this critical analysis still applies. The need to evaluate your source of information still applies. And th- there are different ways of doing that. There are evaluative frameworks to give you support in learning how to do that, often with some hilarious mnemonics um, <laughs> such as C-R-A-A-P. Um, but again, it it takes time to to learn these skills. And they're going to be expected to do that at university, so it's vital that we start now.